Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by NFL Draft Analyst Ryan Roberts. Today, we're moving on to our second position ranking show, and we're doing running backs today. Not a very exciting position group because of the lack of value, as we know, for the running back position these days. However, there's some pretty talented players in this class, and we're going to get to all of them. Before we do, though, make sure you folks head on over to betonline.ag. Has all of the latest odds, news, and updates for any sport imaginable. If you're like me, you're bored when the football season ends and it's hard to watch regular season basketball and you got to make things a little more fun. So, what I do is I go to betonline.ag, I play some bets and make it a little more exciting and use our promo code BELIEVE50 to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. B L E A V 50 for a welcome bonus. Head on over to betonline.ag where the game starts. All right, Ryan. So, I, I was saying this to you before, and I don't know why the running back group, I was having a little bit of a tough time grappling with how my ranking shaped out. Um, I'm happy with the top two guys. And I think after that, there's a lot of question marks. Depends on what you really value. But one thing I do know for certain is that, Ryan, you are going to absolutely hate uh, some of the picks that I have here because one of them is a, a, a very aggressive push for a guy that probably doesn't belong in the top five. And then another one is me kind of falling for some, some recent bait, but r- r- if you had to get, uh, I know, I know, like, I know who it is then I know who if, your recent it, bait is. like, like we like to do on this show, if you had to guess what my top five is before we get into it. What do you think it is? Do I have to do this in order? Or can I just say who I think is in the top five? Do I have to do the order? Uh, whatever you're comfortable with. If you don't want to go in right. the order. I'm just going to pick a five that I think made it on your list. All right. So it's going to be okay. some semblance of Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs. Those are easy. Those are given. Deuce Vaughn is going to be on there. Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears from Tulane is definitely on your list. And then okay. the last guy, I'm going to say it's Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. That's going to be my guesses. We're going to find out if, if, that is, <laughs> if that is correct or not. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to start How anticlimactic was that? Jeez, well, I can't. I, well, it's supposed to build a little tension here. I can't reveal if you were correct or not because then it defeats the purpose of us, uh, of us doing this alternating pattern that we – we typically do here on these. Well, let's these do this. Can, 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 can we at least the other person can at least guess who number five is before we unveil the number fives and number fours, number threes. Can right, do guess, that at least guess, who, guess who my number five is. Your number five is Zach Charbonnet. You see it is not Zach Charbonnet, Ryan. It is actually Zach Evans from Old Miss. So here's my reasoning. We're going okay. with Zach Evans. Uh, first of all, with Zach Charbonnet, I do have to address this. I was really high on him in the preseason. I don't know what changed between the preseason and now, but I think I've come to my senses a little bit more on some of these evaluations. And now that I've watched enough tape on a lot of these position groups, I kind of have a better understanding of what to look for. Um, Charbonnet is not athletic. Let's just say it, Joe. He's not, not athletic. A, look, he's a big, strong kid. He's a really he's a big, running strong back. kid. And it's good, good running back. back. And I think that he's going to be a really nice, like, secondary big option that can block a great special teams player. But 
the guy picks up a lot of big gains because the offense he plays in is a heavy zone read offense. There's a lot of opportunities where teams bite on Dorian Thompson Robinson getting the football. And then on top of that, the rushing lanes that are created for him are massive. Like you, he could fit a dump truck through some of those rushing lanes. So like, that's why I'm out on, on Charbonnet as a top five back. I think he's a good player. He actually, if I were to, he was my sixth running back actually. And I graded him as a fourth round pick. So I, I don't think it's unreasonable. I just don't, I don't see him as a top back. He's not a lead running back in the NFL. Well, I don't think the lead back is – I don't think he's a sustainable lead back. Like, could, if you told me that he right. landed in the perfect situation like Alfred Morris did with the Washington Redskins at the time, right? Could he be Alfred Morris for a year or two? It's possible, man. It's possible. But it's – eventually you're like, ah, Alfred Morris was just kind of a system back there, you know? Like, he was good in that system, but he wasn't able to make things around him better, right? He wasn't able to make extra defenders miss. He wasn't able to, you know – manipulate yardage for lack of a better term. Yes. And I think that's Charbonnet. Yes. You know, Charbonnet is going to get the yardage that is in front of him. He's not going to create a bunch of explosive plays, not going to create a bunch of chunk plays, but he's going to be a dependable bigger back in a system. You know, it kind of, and this isn't like a one for one comp, but like, I kind of get like the, you know, Tyler Algier type of a, a, a feel here where, you know, he could step in at a, at a, on a random team. And then maybe his rookie year, he rushes for 900 yards because they don't really, have anybody else and Tyler Algier is a big strong kid but in the long term he's not the answer running like he's not going to be a a five six year running back there's going to be somebody else in a couple of seasons well it's it's like if Bijan Robinson's staring at you in the face if you're the Atlanta Falcons it's not like Tyler Algier is going to be like nope we don't need Bijan Robinson (laughs) come on man or in the top of the second round of Jameer Gibbs is on the board it's like it was like wow like I'm really going to stick with Algier over uh, Jameer Gibbs, but my right. reasoning for Zach Evans, you talked about with Charbonnet, where he doesn't really manipulate space. He does not create space and separation for himself. Zach Evans does that for me. And I know that this past year, with the expectations of him stepping in from TCU to Old Miss, everyone was thinking, wow, this guy is going to be really freaking good playing in a Lane Kiffin offense. But Quinshawn Judkins emerged as one of the best young players in the SEC. And Zach Evans still was really productive despite that. And I just see a guy who was a five-star running back, a really good athlete, really explosive, accelerates really, really well. And I also am excited by the fact that he doesn't really have a lot of carries under his belt. So I'm bringing in a guy who maybe might get undervalued by some teams because there's not a lot to go off of, but somebody who could play uh, impact as a receiver, as a runner, uh, can be worked in on multiple downs. I, I just think that this is one of those guys who doesn't have a lot of touches who can step in and be a, a, a premier back potentially. He's got the traits. He just needs the situation in the right spot for him to end up being uh, that guy, which is why I go with Zach Evans here from Ole Miss at, at number five. I'm going to I'm gonna help you when you have to guess my top five because I will tell you Zach Evans is not in my top five. And there oh, is he's just – not. He's not. I, I didn't mean, take honest- Bigsby's your number five, by the way. I think that's who your number five is. All right, well, we'll get there in a second. My okay. thoughts okay. quickly on, on Zach Evans is that talent-wise, he might be the third best running back in this class. Because like you said, I mean, he's, yeah. six, he's six foot, 210, 215, smooth runner, can change direction really well, has a little giddy up to him, has an all-purpose profile to him as well. But I can't get on board with Zach Evans. I can't. There's too much behind the scenes that you've heard getting back to the recruiting days. The 
and oh, then so you, you're out on him for for character reasons. That's that's where this not is not not from. just character reasons, not just character. Because again, I mean, some of that stuff is just maturity issues, right? Which like you know, maturity is what it is. Like we can work through that type of stuff. But for me, it was just he he struggled to find his role with the TCU program. You know, he was never he was always productive for the touches he got, mm-hmm. but he was never the guy at TCU, right? And then you come to Ole Miss, you're like, okay. His chance to be the guy, and I think Quinshawn Junkins is a good player, right? I mean, he was the really he was a freshman All American. He had a really nice season, but Quinshawn Junkins was a three star recruit coming out of high school, right? It was like this was another five star that's come and going to unseat yeah. unseat a Zach Evans, right? I, I have some concerns about Zach Evans. There's a lack of production. There's some off the field stuff that I need answered. He's a great talent. I'm just not sure if I can trust him. I don't know if I can trust him. That's fair. And maybe a team is willing to uh, trust him just for a couple seasons and then just see if he if he falls off the the face of the earth. Uh, where nope. did you grade him? I so I I mean I have a late third round grade on him as a football player because I think he's exceptionally oh, talented. I, I see how this I see but how this is working. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna back up a little bit there, right? Got I mean it. he's probably not a guy that I would even consider until day three somewhere, just based upon all the all the fun things behind the scenes. So we'll see about Zach Evans. Did you say we, did you say Tank we, Bigsby number five? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say it sounds like we agree on the projection. I just did not yeah. uh, was not as caught up with the off the field stuff. But so I think Tank Bigsby sure. is your number five. Is that correct? Tank Bigsby is not my number five, Joe. This one's going to be a surprise to you because we we talked about him. I think on one show, it's kind of like a recap of guys that are having good seasons. But Israel Abakinda from Pittsburgh is my number five running. Wait, back he declared? I thought he. I thought he no, went declared. back. He's in the draft, man. He's in the draft. Oh, okay. And he is coming off a great year, obviously, for Pitt. 5'11", 215 pounds. Also only 20 years old right now. So he's a young cat, too. He's mm. a true junior that declared. I just caught him on film over the last few days like at a high volume. Pittsburgh's offensive line did a really nice job to get him some very easy running lanes. I will say that. But I saw everything I needed to see from Israel Abenkinda as an early down runner. I question just what he's going to be able to do in obvious passing situations on third downs. But my guy has awesome vision, just incredible spatial awareness. He's a bigger back. He runs physically, broke a lot of tackles this year at Pittsburgh. And also, I thought he had a little more juice than I was anticipating, man. There was one play against, I think it was against Miami, where he's running inside zone. He bends it back. He hits the corner. And I'm like, okay, he's probably going to get about 15-yard gain, 20-yard gain. Awesome. Nice run. Great vision. But then he's able to hit that corner and get an extra 20, 30 yards. I'm like, oh, there's a little more juice there than maybe I gave him credit for early in like this film session. So Israel Abakit is a good football player, man, a guy that we need to start talking about a little bit more. He's a combine invite, obviously. was not at any of the all-star games because he was only a true junior coming out. But he's talented, man. I liked him a lot more than I thought I was going to. I like Israel. Yeah, I haven't watched Abakinda, and I, now I have to add him to to my list of guys to watch because I, I legitimately thought that he went back or he wasn't eligible. I, I don't know why his name doesn't really pop up on a lot of prospect lists. So, like that's that's news to me uh, yeah, that he's that he's uh, that he's in this in this class. Separate from that, though, uh, if we're moving number on four? to number four, who do you got? You got Deuce Vaughn at number four. No, 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 we're not doing the guessing anymore. Who's your? Oh, we're not doing the guessing. 
Oh, who's no, my no, number no. four? Who's your number, who's your, yeah, who's oh, your number four? This is very poorly, poorly um, organized, Joe. Deuce Vaughn is, is my number you're four. You're making up rules as we go. This is perfectly <laughs> organized. You're giving me shit. Come on. What do you got? <laughs> Deuce Vaughn is my number four, which is why I guess okay. he was your number four. I like Deuce so much, man. I really do. And I think we need to understand what he is as a football player, right? Am I is Deuce Vaughn ever going to carry the ball 300 times a season? Absolutely not. Because he's 5'6 listed, which means he's probably 5'5 and some change, and 175, 180 pounds. But the kid is an absolute lightning bug with the way that he can move in space. He kind of disappears behind offensive linemen, has really nice explosiveness, catches the ball extremely well. This is a kid where you design touches in space and you let them work, man. This is Darren Sproles. Think about Austin Eckler to a degree. I don't think it's going to be quite as high volume as Austin Eckler is, though, for the Chargers. But this kid is built perfectly for the modern game. He's going to run the ball 100 to 150 times a season. He's going to catch another 70 passes. That's what I see in a Deuce Vaughn. Tremendous space player. He's not going to be an every down back, quote unquote, but he is going to be an incredibly productive football player. So I do not have Deuce Vaughn at number four, but he is in my in my top rankings. And th- I actually thought that I was too high on Deuce Vaughn to even just include him in my top five because the general consensus seems to be that, you know, don't get caught up with a guy this small. But I, I push back on that. Exactly what you said, where the modern NFL looks for new ways to beat teams in space and to know that he can play in the slot, that he can uh catch the ball out of the backfield and be a featured player, not going to get 300 touches, as you said, but I think is just a, such a dangerous gadget player. And I know that gadget has a very strange connotation to it. And I think not a lot of people really understand what that truly means, but all it means here is a guy who is very athletically gifted and you find ways to uh, scheme him the football. He's going to kill you. Elusive, flexible, explosive. If he was a couple inches taller, he might be the top back in the class or one of the top backs in the class. But because he's smaller, I think a lot of people are overthinking him. I don't want to overthink him. I feel like he can step right in and be a, a real problem for a creative offense. Like I see him yep. on the you know the Kansas City Chiefs, that type of an offense, <laughs> or the, the San Francisco 49ers, the Miami Dolphins, the cliche ones that we typically go with, fitting him into a team that just is going to find a ways to get the football. I am definitely a, a big Deuce, Deuce Vaughn fan. Just it's just impact is so high, man. Again, like you're not going to give him 300 carries in a season, but you might try to give him 300 touches by allocating it differently, right? Here's the yeah. here's the carries, here's the the plays in the pass game, here's some return ability as a special yes. teams player. He's just dynamic, man. He's a dynamic football player, and in whatever capacity you want him to play, whether it's just as a truth or down back, whether it is as a gadget player to your to your you know kind of estimation whether it is as a player that also affects the special teams game dude's falling lightning in a bottle get him the football let him work he might be one of the best gadget players to come out in the past few years and i like i think that again that word gadget player it seems like we we tend to over complicate it but i don't know man if you got a kid who's just really freaking talented and explosive and he might not fit the measurables it's just so goddamn hard to tackle like that's the yeah. that's the thing here he's so small he's so hard to tackle uh, another guy who's very hard to tackle that I had as my number four was Ty J Spears from from Tulane, who you you kind of predicted. And I got to admit, I, I I did not know a whole lot about him going into the Senior Bowl. I had not watched him going into the Senior Bowl. And when I pull up his tape to finish out my running back rankings, I made sure to not get caught up with my thoughts on him at the Senior Bowl. He did not get a lot of 
pass touches. He did not get a lot of receptions while he was at Tulane, but they what he showed at the senior bowl, I think answered any questions I had on him. He's a great route runner, but his tape to me shows a guy with fantastic vision, a guy who's really patient, a guy who's very elusive. I don't think he is an elite athlete. I think he's a good athlete. I don't think he's one that's as explosive as some of these other guys that I have ranked ahead of him, but again, a really strong, good enough athlete that he can make plays and create space for himself. But the big reason why I'm just obsessed with him is the vision and the elusiveness. Yeah. He is shifty, compact. I just love everything about this guy. And I, I'm, I'm, I, I tweeted it out. I tweeted out a clip of him. I'm obsessed with Ty J Spears. The cop I keep seeing, and I think it was, was it Ben Fennel who put it out ben there. Fennell. Someone put it out, put it out there compared him to Aaron Jones. And I, I, I can't stop seeing that now that I've, now that I've heard that. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up. I was actually, it, it's really funny because I was literally looking up. Aaron Jones's combine performance <laughs> as you were talking to kind of compare it a little bit because they are similar sizes, right? I think Tajay yeah. was 5'9 and 5'8. Yeah, he was somewhere in that ballpark. Yep, 5'9 and 5'8, 204 pounds. Aaron Jones was 5'9 and some change, and he was 208 pounds at the combine. So pretty similar body types. Let me ask you, Joe. I'm going to read Aaron Jones's combine numbers. You tell me if he's as equal an athlete, better okay. or worse. Okay. So, Aaron Jones ran at 208 pounds, four five six. He had 37 uh, and a half inch vert. Sorry. I think he, I think he's going to run a similar 40 time. Sorry, but continue the, right. the rest of the numbers. Vertical 37 and a half inches had a 127 so 10 foot seven broad jump had a 4220 yard shuttle 682 three cone which is Wild and a 16 reps on two, at two and a quarter. I I think that that uh, Tajay Spears can can hit all those numbers. I think that's perfectly realistic. Maybe he's down on on the vertical or the broad, but uh, I I think it's certainly possible. Again, he's a good, strong athlete. He's not a burner. He's not somebody who's going to completely blast past you. But for what he is, man, I think he's a really really underrated player. And I think that him getting more of a role as the season went on for Tulane. Yeah is proof that the coaching staff started to believe in him. And I think an NFL team who believes in him is going to get uh, good enough to be a starting running back type of a guy. Well, I, I think this for me, I think that he he's very good change of direction player, which is why everyone was losing their mind over him running pass routes at the combine at the senior bowl, excuse me. Yeah. And I think that he's very explosive in short areas, right? Like I don't think his I don't think he has home run, home run speed, but I think he gets to his top speed very quickly, which is good. You know, it's initial acceleration out of your stance, all that great stuff. My question for you and my my big hang up with him, because I agree, I think he's got good vision. I think he's got nice short area ability. I thought he went down on contact very easily as a runner, which was just my hangup. I just didn't see a bunch of tackle mm. breaking on his film. I saw him. He's a tackle slipper at times, which is good. But like, yeah, there was just sometimes where just like he's going down pretty easy on contact, in my opinion. I, I do agree with that. I don't think I. When I say I agree, I understand where that sentiment comes from. I don't know if I agree in the sense where I think he's he can't break tackles. I think he can. Where he does win, though, is his cuts. He's moving in and out of cuts to then evade tackles. But I, I do see what you mean. He's not hes not a powerful kid. You know, he's not somebody who's going to power through a tackler and pick up any extra yards. Like, he doesn't have big, bulky legs like a B. John Robinson or even a Jameer Gibbs. 
that he's going to just power through a tackler, but I think he still can evade them. I, I certainly think that he's capable of doing that. Gotcha. I guess my um, question is, you know, yeah. is he more is he more Aaron Jones, who's a little bit more of a high volume guy, or is he more Gio Bernard? Which no nothing wrong with that, right? Gio was. I good, think good I think he could be player. Aaron Jones. I just I I don't think I, I yeah I don't want to commit him to Giovanni Bernard. I think he's a little more. Gio was good, uh, man. Gio was a good player. Yeah, he's a good player for a period of time. I do I do remember how good uh, how fun Gio Bernard was. Um, Ryan, so I at number three I had Deuce Vaughn. Uh, I'm very very high on Deuce Vaughn for Kansas State, so we don't need to waste time re talking about him. If we're sure. flipping to your number three, though, who is your number three running back? Take a guess. Tank Bigsby. Tank Bigsby, baby. I like Tank, really? man. I love Tank, man. I really do. I, Joe, I think our biggest difference of opinion on him in the summer was I think he's a really good athlete, man. Like, not just a good – I think he's a really yeah. good athlete. Six foot, 213 pounds. He's got that bigger build. He's a super physical runner, man. Breaks a ton of tackles, creates second second effort runs. But I think his explosiveness in short areas is really good, man. Like I think that this is an explosive kid. I think he's a decisive kid. I think he needs a chill pill at times, as far as like, hey, man, kind of you know, let's let's kind of ease inside zone a little bit slower instead of being too fast for the pedal. I think that's a little bit inconsistent with Tank. And I think that his his decision making at times. I think back to the Alabama game during his sophomore year. I, I think that there's some decision making process that need to be a little better from Tank. But man, I think that kid is explosive. I think he's a hammer. It's like Doug Martin ish to me, man. Like I really like Tank Bigsby a lot. I think that he's a very good athlete. I think he's explosive. I think he's physical. I think he's going to be a better player in the NFL than he was in college because I think that that Auburn team that he played for was bad. It was a bad football team. Not great offensive line, inconsistent passing game, and yet he was still productive for the touches he got. So, yeah, man, I'm in on Tank Bigsby. I am. Yeah, I uh, I, I actually – one thing I do definitely agree, he's going to be a lot better than he was at Auburn because that Auburn team stunk last year under under yeah. Brian Harson. But, I don't know, I just can't fall as in love with Tank Bigsby as, uh, as you did. Uh, I, I, I guess hater, my – You're a hater. My love for Tyje Spears was enough to uh, – to bump him off of this list. Um, moving on, though, because yes. I don't really have a lot to say about Tank Bigsby, admittedly. Um, at number two, though, for me, I have Jameer Gibbs, who I am really, really freaking high on. This is a late first round, early second round pick for me. I said this going into the year that he was good enough to be a, a sleeper Heisman candidate, and at one point he was in some people's discussions and then kind of cooled down as Alabama's season cooled down a little bit. But I get with a guy like Jameer Gibbs, who we talked about everything positive with Deuce Vaughn. I think it's almost like a, a bigger version of what Deuce Vaughn can do. And he's a really quick accelerator. He's a really fast athlete. He picks up speed so quickly. He is so shifty as a runner. And then the flexibility is silly. Like he is so flexible as an athlete. He gets in and out of cuts. He creates space for himself so easily. He just gives those vibes of uh, an Alvin Kamara type where you just get him the football and he can impact you uh, in a, a game plan in multiple ways. I, I'm obsessed with Jameer Gibbs. I was obsessed with him in the preseason. I'm, I'm obsessed with him now. I think he deserves more credit as being uh, one of the top backs in the class. And we shouldn't get too distracted with Bijan because I, I don't think that they're – I'm not saying that they're close to one another, but if you don't get Bijan, Jameer Gibbs is a really, really good additional option. I, I don't understand. There's some recent – 
hate for for Jameer Gibbs, and I don't really get that. Well, wasn't Jameer your running back one in the summer? Did you have his running back one? I'm he was, positive. but again, we're we're making changes. We're learning. <laughs> we're making we're changes. We're learning. We're learning here, man. I love it. We're I'm just messing with you. But yeah, I mean, it was pretty easy to see what, how special Jameer Gibbs was during his first two years at Georgia Tech. I mean, he was a fantastic player, both in the run and the pass game. And then he gets Alabama, and you're just kind of waiting for it, right? And I mean, I think that he did really well with the touches he had, over 900 yards, six yards of carries, 44 catches in the pass game as well. Average te- over 10. Te- Joe, in his career, yeah, he had 103 catches and averaged over 11 yards a catch, which 11 yards a catch for a running back is pretty dang really good, good, man. That's a really good number. So this kid, you know, Alvin Kamara is the one everyone throws out. I think in the summer I said Jamal Charles. Like, that's what I see. I mean, maybe he's not quite as – fast as Jamal Charles was because like that kid was like a legit 4-3 runner like he was stupid fast but the ability to get up to, to top speed is special the ability to change direction is special the ability to catch the football is special Jameer Gibbs even if he doesn't end up being the number one volume getter in the run game he's going to have 70 plus catches seasons he's going to run for almost a thousand yards just because his yards per carry is going to be high because he's that type mm-hmm. of explosive runner yeah i'm high on jameer gibbs too man i i think that he is a i have a late first round grade on him in general i would draft him in the first round and i wouldn't think second about it where uh where did you wait sorry where did you say you graded him as late first rounds official grade and i would draft him in the first round without thinking about it twice got it so we're we're on the same page and then that leaves for us to uh to have uh as the first running back in this class, which I don't think there's any debate anymore. We all know how good B. John Robinson is, and he really lived up to the hype this past season at Texas. And as some argued that he should have won the Heisman because of how freaking impactful he was for Texas when he stepped up in a lot of uh, games that he had for the Longhorns. We just see the physical gifts. Uh, I You, you kind of hear comps for everyone wants to say Saquon Barkley. I get a little more Jonathan Taylor. And the reason why I, I say that is that Saquon is Jonathan Taylor's whole, fast, man. Jonathan Taylor's fast. I know, but so here, here's here's my reasoning. I think that the, yeah. Jonathan Taylor and Saquon are both freakish athletes, big, yep. strong kids, big lower halves. The reason why I look a little more at Jonathan Taylor, who's a little bit shorter than Bijan compared to Saquon, is because Saquon is I don't find the rushing lane that I want. I dip around and I, I run back and forth east west until I find space to go. He is always trying to hit that home run threat. I, for me, with Bijan, get somebody who's just got powerful leg churn, always falling forward. He's a guy who, when it looks like he's getting tackled for a two-yard gain, is so powerful and so downhill that he turns it into a five-yard gain more often than not. And then the breakaway, yeah. breakaway speed and acceleration is where he is so freaking special. But that's why I see a little more Jonathan Taylor, because I think Jonathan Taylor is a bit more upfield than Saquon was. You think Bijan, he's I, I I think that he is going to be a, a, a maybe like a a, a high four four, yeah, somewhere I in that range, that. like mid four four. I see that. I, I just remember Jonathan Taylor was like at two hundred thirty pounds, around like four three nine. Like he's a little bit of different. I don't think he's there, but, but yeah, he's not far off. He's not far off. Yeah. See, I, I I actually do lend a little bit more to the Saquon comp for because I agree with you in this sense. I think Bijan is a much more there's no nonsense to how B. John Robinson runs, right? When there's three, mm-hmm. he's going to put his pads down. He's going to get three. The problem with Saquon, going back to his Penn State days and into his early portion of his Giants career, I thought he did this better this year, was that sometimes when there's only two, 
He's like, nope, I'm staying outside. I'm bouncing. I'm going to try to find a home run, right? And that was the – and sometimes when there was three on the table, Saquon would lose one because that's just – he's trying to find the extra yardage. But I think where the, the comp makes sense is that the one thing that is special about Bijan, in my opinion, is his lateral ability for his size is dumb, mm-hmm. man. Like he's got some jump yeah. cuts and, and be able to move laterally that are just special, similar to Saquon. That's a – that's the thing about Saquon that's special. Him moving laterally, jump cuts, like it's it's special stop start for a guy his size, which is why I why I do see a little bit of similarities to Bijan. Jonathan Taylor's more like straight line, man. Like he's gonna go straight yes. line and gonna hit it. I don't necessarily see that exactly with Bijan. Like he can do that, but then he also has the lateral ability to create extra yardage. Well, here here's here's the comp of the century. It's Both. if we combine <laughs> Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley, that's who he is. Uh, I, I mean, I really don't hate it, man. Because, like, again, I don't think he's as, quite as fast as either one of those guys, but I think that he has the dynamic elements that make mm-hmm. each of them special. And he's got a better power profile than both of them, right? Like, he yes. could just be yes. a straight-ahead runner, and that's all he has to be, and he would still be a very good player. But the fact that he has those special jump cut traits, lateral ability, explosiveness – that would, that's what makes him the best running back to come out since at least Saquon Barkley, maybe before that. Like, he's that type of player. Over this past year, and we've seen the last two years, that with the touches he get, he was incredibly impactful. But this year, he had his best season. Over 1,500 yeah. yards, over six yards of carries, 18 tu- six yards of carry, excuse me, 18 touchdowns. Also, Joe, on 19 receptions, he averaged 16 and a half yards of catch. Bonkers. And that's the – that's the difference for him, man, is that I've seen him high point footballs down the field where I'm like, looks like a wide receiver. Doesn't look like a running back down the field. So this is an all-purpose back. This is a power back, and I think he's got special lateral ability. All-around weapon is what Bijan Robinson is. So we'll wrap with this. I I want to put Bijan and say that in a, in like mock drafts to say that he should be a top 10 pick because he should. He is that good. But the problem is, I think we've reached a point where like for years we've been saying running back value is going down, running back value is going down. I think it's kind of come full head where Saquon was able to go second overall f- a few years ago. I don't think that's going to happen for Bijan. Uh, I think realistically, if he goes somewhere, it's going to be 15 to 20, which sucks. Like he's that talented, but I just, if you look at the teams picking in the top 20 and even though him being one of the most talented players in the class, and we talk about how much there's a drop off after the top talented players in this class. I just I feel like a lot of those teams are going to prioritize other position groups before they're willing to spend a first round pick on a running back because too many teams have been burned on running backs uh, or at least don't want to commit the money to one. I'm not going to push back on that because he could very well go somewhere 10 to 20 or maybe even 10 to 25. Like I wouldn't be shocked. In my opinion, though. Yes, in a vacuum, is running back in the top ten a good idea? Probably not. But you know what else? We well, know what is good. What is a good idea in the top ten is drafting elite football players, and that's what Bijan yes. Robinson is. There we go. Like I've I've had him mocked in the top ten to I think the Philadelphia Eagles have the tenth pick, and they have Miles Sanders. That's that's um, out of contract after this year. I'm just like at that point, man, where you don't have a ton of holes on your team if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. Why not? Like, why not take yeah. that type of player? If I was the Atlanta Falcons, I think they're picking like number eight. I would look at him hard, man, and I would make that determiner depending on what my board looks like. I think he is – if he went top ten, I wouldn't say a word about it. I wouldn't say a word about it. I'd be like, yep, you got an elite football player in the top ten. Is it probably more likely he goes ten to twenty? Yeah, probably. 
but I wouldn't be afraid of him in the top 10 because I think he's an elite football player. And unlike guys like Saquon that we've talked about, like Jonathan Taylor, those guys have more of the game where you say, that guy's probably going to get banged up a little bit more. Probably a little bit. I Bijan has never had durability issues, man. The kid's just a tank. And hey, he might only well, play that five Saquon, years. Saquon, though, that's the that's the only thing though is that like Saquon didn't have durability issues, and then he came to the NFL, and then he's getting used way too much, and then he has durability issues. So, like, I'm just so reluctant to say that with a running back. Any other position, it's different. I just think yeah. running back's just so hard. It is. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm talking about the play style, though. I think the play style parlays to yeah. more of durability stuff, just to bounce everything out, you know, kind of. I just think that that just profiles a little bit more to having some of those concerns. But regardless, Bijan is going to be a top 10 player in this class for me, regardless of, you know, oh, the I agree, Sam. positional value. He might be a top five player in this class. Like, I think he's that special, man. I really do. Well, that's a good note to wrap us up on. At Joe DeLeon at Rise and Draft. Make sure you go to betonline.ag. We'll be back with more for the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.